Thanksgiving, when I was younger, much younger, high schoolish younger, this was the day that I fasted. I literally would not eat the day before Thanksgiving so that I was starving for Thanksgiving Day. And uh, typically that meant that I would eat a pumpkin pie by myself. I could put one of those babies away and then the full dinner as well. So I don't do that anymore. I don't eat as much as I used to anymore. But still, you know, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. I don't know about you, Russ, and I don't know about you, Zach, but Thanksgiving is, you know, it, it is a a American holiday. I got to the point, Dave, in my age now, I can't afford to eat as much as I used to. It's hard enough to lose the poundage that I've already put on in the 51 years that I've been around. But to go and sit down and eat 10 pounds of food tomorrow ain't going to happen, Captain. You know, it seems almost impossible to me that you're 51 now. That just means that you're that much older I know. Than me, I'm then. older than that. I mean, I realize that means I've gotten older, too. But still, how old were you when you came uh, over to the other station? What, 39, 40? I don't remember exactly. It had to have been somewhere in my 40s. You're a lot younger guy. It just doesn't seem possible to me that you're 51 now. Hey, my wife went and found pictures of me when I was when I was doing the uh, the Sean and Wally show, and I yeah. had I, I had the chrome dome look like you. I had more forehead going in those <laughs> pictures. It's it's hilarious to look at. I've actually got hair back on my head now that I'm out of that joint. What did you put? Uh, what are you using? That stuff that you rub in? On no, the man. If I were rubbing anything on my head, I wouldn't have any hair. <laughs> All right, so what's turkey tomorrow? What's the uh, big uh, rust special dish that you're making? Dude, I'm making a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to go home right now and work on a pumpkin pie. Uh, I'm going to make some gingerbread. Um, I've got you're doing cheese, cheese grits, grits right? I've got uh, a uh, I've got dressing. Mm-hmm. I've got to make. Already made the cornbread because I made dressing for uh, church community church wide community uh, supper that we that the church put on. Sunday night, cool. and so I've got the cornbread ready for the cornbread dressing. All right. Yeah, this is going to be kind of weird for me. This will be the first Thanksgiving ever that either my mother was making Thanksgiving or I <clears throat> was making Thanksgiving, because I've always done all the cooking for Thanksgiving, and it, just because of where I'm at I right gotta now. Do, i got to do sweet potato casserole, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach, 
wanted sweet potato casserole. My wife wanted sweet potato casserole. You put the miniature marshmallows on the what top. He wanted, he wanted, he, he wanted a pumpkin pie. So I got to make that. Yep. So you putting the miniature marshmallows on the uh, on the yams? No, I think I'm actually going to do the crumble on the top. Oh, okay. I'm a big. I'm. I. I got to have. I got to have the uh, the marshmallows melted on top. I'm just telling you. And then you got to brown them. You know, you got to do the. Got to you got to do the broiler and brown them on the top. It's either not set them on fire, the but just brown them on top. And I think this year I'm going to do the pecan crumble. Okay, well, I've done the cool. marshmallows before. Well, you have a great Thanksgiving. Get your butt out of here. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you and to Zach here and to David Ray, who's on the phone coming up for you here in just a second. Okay, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. I appreciate. I am thankful for all the listeners that are out there listening to our stations here in Central Arkansas. There's a lot of them. I'm just telling you, after being in the hospital for a week and everybody who came in my room said, I listen to you every day. Uh, it was like, well, get me well so I can go back to work. <laughs> they're, they're unfortunately just not telling anybody that they're listening Yeah, not to enough. Us. Not enough. But we're doing a lot better. So what can I say? That's good. Let, let me talk to David Ray. Put him up there. What's going on, David Ray? Happy Thanksgiving, brother. Hey, Dave. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your listeners as well. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm all I'm all fired up. It's different this year for me because since I can't prepare Thanksgiving, I am paying Kroger to do Thanksgiving for me. And we're not even doing turkey this year. We're doing prime rib. How's that one for you? Hey, I'm not I'm not so tradition bound that I'm against that. I, I wouldn't turn down prime rib any day of the week. <laughs> prime rib's good. It's just good stuff. All right, so you're running for District 40. How are things going for you? Things are going great so far, Dave. I will tell you, um, you know, this campaign is off to a great start. As I go around the district and talk to citizens, the the refrain that I hear over and over is that they want to be represented by someone uh, who is a conservative, um, who is, you know, solidly pro-life, who is pro-Second Amendment, and who will work to make sure that government doesn't grow out of control. In other words, keep their taxes low. Make sure that state government lives within its means when it comes to spending. Um, Things like that are very important um, to folks in District 40. Uh, which is pol- part of Pulaski, northern part of Pulaski, and southern part of Faulkner counties, and um, it's off to a great start, Dave. I've been endorsed by our U.S. Senator Tom Cotton. I've been endorsed by our Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin. Um, every uh, Justice of the Peace that lives in that district has endorsed me. Um, so, so we're we're off and running. That's for sure. Yeah, that that's exactly for uh, for sure. So, what are some of the things that as you're you know, running for the primary, which comes up, by the way, in in uh, March. Keep that in, everybody keep that in mind. The primary is in March. The general election is coming up in November. So uh, David Ray is running against. I think he's got one other person that is running for that position as well. And uh, the uh, the primary will decide who runs in the general for the Republican Party. Correct. That's right. There was no Democrat candidate that filed in District 40, so it'll, oh. there will just be a Republican primary. Wow, that's and, just the uh, election then. And, and you know, whoever wins the Republican primary, I mean, I believe there's an independent candidate running as well, but more than likely the um, candidate that 
receives the Republican nomination will represent this district. And, um, you know, I believe I have the experience and the track record and and the proven conservative uh, result getting record uh, that warrants me being the Republican nominee. Well, I can attest to folks who are listening uh, that David Ray is the real deal. I mean, he's been doing work on the ground at the grassroots level with Americans for Prosperity. He's worked with the lieutenant governor. Uh, bottom line, he knows what's what as far as conservatism goes. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a few things here. And I think after you hear what he says about those things, you will readily agree that he is a, a heavy uh, conservative. And not only just in in uh, word as far as uh, uh, when you look at budgetary items, but the Second Amendment and all the rest, correct? That's right, Dave. And, and for folks who don't know much about my background, I will tell you I've devoted well over the last decade of my life to helping advance our shared conservative values and principles and policies. I've worked to help elect uh, conservatives to office. Uh, I was a senior advisor to uh, Tom Cotton on his campaign to unseat Mark Pryor. Um, we finally um, got rid of the, the Democrat machine in Arkansas by unseating Mark Pryor, who cast the deciding vote for Obamacare. And I've been the chief of staff to Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin for the last two and a half years, where I, I've worked hand-in-hand hand with him on issues that are very important to conservatives, like lowering our income tax and advancing school choice. And as you mentioned, I ran Americans for Prosperity Arkansas for several years. And uh, one of the big things that we focused on was the tax burden here in Arkansas. You know, when Pulaski County tried to raise sales tax and property tax, we got the word out, let voters know how it would impact them. And those taxes were defeated at the polls. We did the same thing at the state level. Um, so those are those are all issues that are very important to me. And uh, I have a track record of, of getting things done on them. Yeah, you, you really do. But let's ask a, a question really just off the top. The uh, Coming up in November, uh, you there, there's a, a piece of legislation that the voters are going to vote on about a half-cent sales tax being kept and going. It's supposed to sunset and go away. Uh, Barnett uh, had gotten that passed during a Democrat-led uh, Senate and House. And uh, now it's back up again. They want to make it in perpetuity. They want to make it stick around all the time for that half percent to always go for roads. And they want to make it part of the Constitution of the state of Arkansas. What say you, Mr. Ray? Will you vote for it? Well, I will not, Dave. Um, I'm not for a tax increase. What was it that... President Reagan said there's nothing quite so permanent as a temporary government program. <laughs> um, you know, unfortunately, here, here's the deal on this, Dave. You know, I am, as a, as a small government conservative, I am for more funding for highways and roads and infrastructure. Right. Um, that, is a, that is a core function of government, and we need that for economic development. But I am not for higher taxes. Um, I believe that voters put Republicans in office to solve our state's problems without raising taxes. If they wanted us to solve all of our problems by simply raising taxes, then they would have just elected Democrats. Um, 
that seems pretty straightforward to me. Um, you know, look, I also think it's a bad idea to continually put specific line item taxes in our state constitution. Um, just from a policy standpoint, you know, if we, when we get 20 or 30 years down the road, it's really difficult for us to know today what our state's tax needs are going to be 20 or 30 years from now. And putting that in the Constitution really sort of cements it there and, and, and binds the hands of future legislators and future leaders down the road to make changes that they deem appropriate at that time. You know, I also just simply have a fundamental problem with telling people that something is going to be temporary and then turning around and, and then pulling the rug out from under them and saying, hey, sorry, I know we told you this was going to be temporary, but now we need you to make it permanent. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm not, a, I'm not, frankly, that, that sort of thing, I think, breeds cynicism among voters and among the public at a time when we need more trust in, in government, not less. I forget who said it, but somebody made the statement that those who are just politicians tax those who truly uh, know what they want to do govern. And because you don't need to raise taxes every time you want to do something. And a lot of times it means you got to sit down uh, and, and look at what you're spending your money on and make sure you're spending your money on the most important things and and that's the way i see roads well and the other thing i'll say is you know i do believe that (laughs) that highways and infrastructure and and road funding should be a priority for state government and that's why you know i think like like 34 other states plus the district of columbia i think our arkansas ought to devote more of our general revenue our existing resources in other words to our road funding uh and not rely as heavily uh, on motor fuel taxes, for example. Um, You know, I I will say this, Dave, you know, I have, um, I have been a huge proponent of the income tax reductions that we've seen under Governor Hutchinson and uh, that, that were, that he has led on. And when I was with Americans for Prosperity Arkansas, we helped um, talk to legislators and convince the public that reducing our income taxes in Arkansas is the right direction for our state. And, um, you know, I'm afraid that if we raise, if we raise other taxes, um, you know, by an amount that is going to, in this case, exceed the amount that we've cut on income taxes, it'll unfortunately roll back some of the great progress we've made over the last several years. Well, how do you feel, David, about, you know, rolling back you know income taxes and things of that nature but going to other areas in the budget and raising those taxes to make up for the taxes that you're cutting uh from the 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 taxpayer you know that whole revenue neutral thing i've gotten to the point and you and i've had this discussion before on the air that that particular phrase makes me kind of vomit in my mouth every time i say it well, I don't have a problem if a particular measure is revenue neutral, um, but we should that should not be our goal. Our goal should be to uh, decrease the amount of taxes that hardworking Arkansans are paying. And, um, you know, I think we have to be concerned with our state's overall tax burden. If you look at how we compare to our surrounding states, you know, Arkansas already we're already tied for the 
highest combined state and local sales tax rate in the entire country. Yep. Out of all 50 states, we're tied for the highest. Um, if, you, if you look at our state's income tax rates, you know, we're among the highest in the entire southeast. Now, we're working on lowering that, which is great, and we've got to continue that progress. But we've got to be concerned about the overall tax burden facing our Kansans because it's an, it's an impediment to people who want to live here and work here and keep more of what they earn. It's an impediment to attracting uh, jobs. It's an impediment to businesses that are already here that want to grow and expand. And it's our business taxes, yes, but it's also our individual taxes. You got to remember, a lot of small businesses file as uh, file under the individual income tax code, LLC, sole proprietorships, S corps, things of that nature. So it's really important from a from an economic growth perspective. All right, David Ray is our guest. He is a Republican uh, challenger for District Four, the seat that was held by Doug House. We're going to finish up our conversation with him when we come back from a break, which we'll do right now. All right, back with you. David Ray is our guest. He'll be with us to the top of the hour. We're going to talk with him. uh, You know, we'll get into all the issues dealing with if he's elected as a state representative that he will uh, have to answer about when you get a a full – I think we just lost him. You know, he'll give us a call back. There he is right now. Uh, when you get into 2021, I mean, he, he wouldn't become a state rep until 2021, and that's when the next General Assembly will be, and there'll be some big issues uh, to face at at that time. And so let's find out where David Ray stands on a lot of those issues. Uh, he is running for the seat in District 40, uh, Doug House has had that uh, particular seat, I think, for three terms. Is that correct, David? Has Doug been there for three terms now, or maybe even four? Yeah, it's four. I think it's four terms. Four and, terms. And Doug is retired. Yeah, Doug's retiring. He's not running again, so it's an it's an open seat this time around. Okay, so uh, again, keep in mind for our listeners uh, that you just tuned in that the primary comes up this year, not in May. But in March, because it's a presidential election year, and we're part of that SEC primary that will be coming, Super Tuesday, uh, in, uh, in, in March. And that's the one that Bloomberg is throwing all of his uh, chickens into, all, putting all his eggs in that basket, uh, that uh, he'll be able to zoom ahead and pick up enough uh, uh votes and uh, electors in those states to give him a run in the Democrat side. But it's really important that you go to the polls in March and vote. And David is running against uh, one other person. And I think you said there is also an independent running. Is that correct? That's right. All right. Just let everybody know. So uh, basically, and I would agree with David on this, whomever you elect to be the representative for the Republican Party, that is a person probably a very strong, about 99.7.25 uh, percentile, uh, is going to be the person who's going to be the representative from District 40. We've only got about 45 seconds before we get to the news, uh, David. Uh, when we come back, I want to move over to some social issues 
and talk to you. I'll talk to you about, let's talk about Second Amendment. Let's talk about life. Uh, and, uh, you know, life is very important to me. Uh, Absolutely. We've, we've had some huge discussions on this show about it. Uh, the state, I think, is the second strongest pro-life state in the union, but there's still more work to be done. Let's talk about that, and uh, we'll continue this discussion on the other side of news, which is coming up right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, up in the north, there are northern plains up there in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, and across North Dakota, South Dakota, snow, folks. It's snowing big time up there, so um, they're having some problems with that out in Colorado as well. Not a good time to start having all this snow and bad uh, uh, weather for the people who are traveling for this Thanksgiving uh, holiday. I, I heard 50 million people supposed to be just flying alone, and I know a lot of people that I talk to because the economy is so good. Uh, they're getting a little extra money in their uh, paycheck and stuff. They can afford the gas. Gas prices are reasonable. And uh, they're out on the roads and heading north to grandmothers. You know, they're going over the river and through the woods and doing their thing. So uh, if you're traveling somewhere, please be careful. Leave early enough that you're not forcing it. Uh, I know that uh, my daughter and her husband are going down to north texas down around wichita falls and uh, they left uh, early today uh, to get there it's about a seven hour drive uh, depends kind of which way you go but the bottom line is they left early enough that they'll get there before nightfall tonight all right it's dave ellswick show david ray is our guest he is candidate uh for the district 40 seat in the republican party uh the uh, primary comes up in march of next year that's just around the corner it's not that far you realize that sunday is the first day of uh, december so we're not that far away from the primary here in the state of arkansas so david ray let's talk about life what are some things yet that we need to do here in the state of arkansas as far as you're concerned on the life issue well, hey, thanks for having me back again, Dave. Again, happy Thanksgiving to you and all your listeners. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the right to life is truly uh, a fundamental. First of all, I'm proudly pro-life. And I will tell you, I was originally drawn to be a Republican and a conservative as a very young man. You know, before I knew anything about marginal tax rates or occupational licensing regulations, you know, I knew I knew intuitively in my heart that that the question of what of how our society was going to either allow for or not allow the the killing of innocent nascent human life was going to be the defining moral question of our time and so uh, i have always been proudly pro-life i've worked to help elect uh pro-life leaders like tom cotton and tim griffin um you know one of the things that i think we really need to be aware of that's happening around the country is Liberals in 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 deep blue states, they have begun, and this is the beginning of a trend. I think are are starting to target crisis pregnancy centers. Um, as you know, with so many things on the radical left, Dave, it is not enough for them to uh, have things their way in terms of the law of the land. 
they they want to go further and and make even the people who disagree with them affirm and praise their position. And so what they're doing with crisis pregnancy centers is, in many states, they're trying to force crisis pregnancy centers to refer their clients, you know, pregnant women, to abortionists, mm-hmm. which is really just an unconscionable act if you think about it. I mean, most of these crisis pregnancy centers uh, uh, have have cropped up because the people who found them are motivated by the convictions of their faith and they're morally opposed. They're trying to provide an alternative to, a, to abortion. Uh, so the last thing that they would want to do is refer women to abortionists. Uh, and so I refuse to call them abortion doctors. I just call them abortionists. And so, um, you know, that's something that we've got to be on top of. Um, and, and and that sort of it also extends that sort of it's a pro-life issue but it's also a religious freedom issue and we've got to be very diligent about religious freedom as well um you know if you take a look at what blue states are doing in terms of uh, the many blue states like california hawaii are trying to force um they're trying to shut down faith-based adoption agencies for example that don't that don't want to put children in a same-sex home uh, because it violates the precepts of their faith. And, and we have so many Arkansans, especially people of faith, who, who devote themselves to foster care, to adoption, and, and similar services for society's most vulnerable children. And, and faith-based nonprofits simply should not be targeted uh, just because they're adhering to the precepts of their faith. So that, that's something that I feel very strongly about, Dave. All right, so let's move into uh, the Second Amendment. Your views on the Second Amendment. Uh, uh, it seems to me that the state of Arkansas is very, very Second Amendment uh, friendly. However, our legislature has not been as friendly as I'd like it to see. What does David Ray say about that? Well, I'm, I have all, I've always been a huge supporter of our Second Amendment rights. You know, I believe the Second Amendment says exactly what it says. Um, I believe that the Second Amendment is an individual right. Um, it's not a right just to just to hunt, although people use it to hunt. It is the it is the part of our Bill of Rights that protects the rest of our Bill of Rights. And so, you know, I'm a life member of the. NRA. I'm a member of Gun Owners of America. You know, I'm I'm a gun owner, a proud gun owner, um, and so, you know, I, I will I will do everything in my power to defend the right, the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding gun owners here in Arkansas. And it's it's quite terrifying when you see these Democrat candidates for president get up on a stage. Uh, every time they get together, they try and and outdo one another in terms of just how radical they're going and you know you might say oh well they're just trying to win a democratic primary for president so they're saying outlandish things well we know for a fact that when democrats take over state legislatures they they will work to infringe the second amendment rights of americans we're seeing it right now in virginia uh virginia just had their election a couple of weeks ago and the Democrats won control of the House of Delegates there in Virginia. Uh, they won the control of the state Senate, and they have the governor's mansion. So they have control 
of pretty much all the levers of power there, and you're seeing they are making moves to ban commonly owned semi-automatic rifles. Um, you know, rifles that you know if you pick up the you know if you get if you get the newspaper tomorrow morning and you look at the Black Friday ads, they're in stores all over town. I mean, these are some of America's most commonly owned rifles. They're trying to ban. And they're not even putting in, you know, they, they're not even wanting to let people grandfather in the weapons they already own. So um, they're Democrats. You know, first of all, I'm, a, I'm opposed to anything that would infringe on our Second Amendment rights, you know, including, you know, waiting periods and, un, you know, taxes, tax increases on ammunition and guns, things like that. But, but Democrats today are going far beyond that. So we need people who will forcefully speak up against that um, when and if they try that here in Arkansas. Within the party itself, the Republican Party, there seems to be a a steady movement. I won't say that it is the majority movement for constitutional carry. I happen to be a person that supports constitutional carry. There are those here in the state that believe that we've already passed that, but what do you think about it, David? I mean, do you think that we should be a constitutional carry state? Yeah, look, I'm, I am I am totally fine with Arkansans carrying um, openly or concealed, however they prefer. Um, you know, I have no problem with Arkansas being a constitutional carry state. I think we are, I think we're actually safer as a society if we have more law-abiding gun owners exercising their Second Amendment rights. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of gun-free zones because every time we have one of these mass shootings where one of these crazed killers goes on a rampage to try and inflict as much carnage and devastation as possible, you know, they don't go into, uh, you know, they don't go into a police station to do it. They go into somewhere where there's a a sign that says you can't carry firearms like a movie theater or a school uh, or something of that nature. And so, you know, I I just start from that premise that we're safer as a society because look, the, the, the bad guys in society, they don't give a rip about the laws. Okay. So, you know, your sign that says, you know, no guns allowed, a, a crazed killer that is wanting to inflict carnage upon the people in there they're not going to pay any attention to your sign so you know uh, it's commonly said that the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun and uh, you know I think that's mostly true all right, we got to get our final break in, David. Then we'll come back and we will talk further. We'll finish up our conversation for this hour. David Ray is running uh, for the seat, District 40 in the House. And the uh, primary comes up in March. So uh, you'll have that long to uh, make your decision about whom I think would be a, a great, great person to put into the District 40 seat here in the uh, the House of Representatives of Arkansas. David Ray, our guest, we'll be back with him. We'll talk about roads and highways and how he thinks they should be financed when we return. Plus, I want to talk to him about sanctuary cities. There's some cities around Arkansas that are teetering awful close to that. Let's talk about that as well when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Final segment with uh, David Ray, who's running for the uh, District 40 seat. 
uh, in the uh, primary coming up, the Republican primary coming up in March. And uh, as uh, David knows, if his challenger uh, would call in and demand equal time, I'm going to give it to her and and have her on and talk to her about how she stands on these issues. I don't think that she'll stand any more. I think she will stand less conservatively than what David does on everything that we've talked about. So I got a couple of things I'd like to kind of talk about, David, before we get to the end of the show uh, today. The first thing being, you know, we talked about that half-cent sales tax that you say you will not vote for, I'm not going to vote for, uh, that would be used to uh, finance our state's highways. How would you go about, if if you were in the uh, state legislature, if you were in the state house, what kind of uh, of of act would you try to get uh, enabled uh, to make it possible to finance the roads of Arkansas? Yeah, well, we already have uh, the motor fuel tax, which every time you know you you or I fill up at the pump, we pay that motor fuels tax, and that goes to help fund our highways uh, and our county and city streets as well. Um, you know, I'm a big proponent, Dave, of utilizing our existing resources rather than increasing taxes. And what that means functionally is we would use, uh, like just like 34 other states plus the District of Columbia, you know, I would like to see us dedicate a line item in the budget for uh, our state highways and for roads and bridges and things of that nature. Um, you do that simply by dedicating, you know, the, the sales tax revenue on things with the nexus to transportation, uh, you know, like car tires, windshield wipers, uh, you know, things of that nature, uh, even the purchase of automobiles, you know, you could phase it in over time in a way that has a minimal impact on the state budget and, uh, and dedicate that money to, to uh, infrastructure because, Look, it is important for our state's economy that we are connected from an infrastructure standpoint. As a as a small government conservative, I think government ought to focus on the core functions of government and providing infrastructure is one of those things. So, but there's a million things that we could do that would help our highway funding situation. I mean, look, just for as an example, you know, the highway department pays sales tax on all of their construction materials. So if you think about logically what's happening there, you and I, Dave, we pay motor fuel tax when we fill up our cars. That money goes to the highway department. When the highway department buys their construction materials to build the roads, they pay some of that money that we sent over for highways, and it goes back to general revenue in the form of sales tax. So if you simply simply rebated that money back to them, that would be tens of millions more dollars per year um, available to fund our roads. So there's a lot of little solutions like that. There's no silver bullet solution that's going to solve all our problems and make them go away. Um, but, you know, legislating is is the art of finding solutions. And I think voters entrusted Republicans to find solutions without raising taxes. That's just my viewpoint. All right. And then last question, uh, you know, we've got cities and uh up in Fayetteville and up towards Eureka Springs, even some uh, would say here in Little Rock, Arkansas, that are leaning strongly towards uh, immigration 
uh, and, you know, and having sanctuary cities. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think that um, we, we should not stand for sanctuary cities in the state of Arkansas. Um, cities that are doing that are flaunting federal law. Uh, they're flaunting our sovereignty as a, as a nation, and we simply should not stand for that. Um, the legislature passed a law dealing with sanctuary cities in the last legislative session, and so um, I would hope that as that issue pops its head, I would hope that we deal with it, and if for some reason the law that the legislature enacted is, does not give us the tools to rein that problem in, uh, we should go back and revisit that law and strengthen it to ensure that it, that it is handled. Okay. Anything that you wanted to add in here that we I haven't asked you? We've we've covered a, a plethora of of subjects today. Anything that you want to bring up that I've forgotten? Well, I'll just I'll just say a couple of things, Dave. You know, first of all, I'd be honored to have the vote uh, in the March third primary of anybody that's listening. Um, if you want more information about my campaign, you can check out my website, which is rayforarkansas.com, R-A-Y-F-O-R, Arkansas.com. And, um, you know, I'll just, I'll go, uh, Dave, you'll know what I'm talking about here. I'll go full full Tim Griffin here and give out my cell phone. <laughs> go right ahead. Um, you know, if you have questions about my campaign or where I stand on the issues, you can feel free to call or text me anytime. Uh, don't write it down if you're driving because you might crash, but it's uh, 501-916-0286. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess, Dave, I'll just say I'm, I'm uh, so there's so many things to be thankful for this year. Um, you know, my wife is uh, eight months pregnant. Well, yeah, eight months pregnant now with our second child. It'll be a little boy who will be here first week of january and we're so excited about that that'll be our second child and um so we've got a baby coming in january and an mm-hmm. election coming in march so there'll be a lot of sleepless nights between now and then <laughs> you're gonna be a busy man dude <laughs> that's right but you know hey that's that's the best way to be that's the best way to be well, that's yeah, the, only, the alternative only way that i've known you is uh if if you're awake you're up to something, and it's always something that's uh, that's good. And I I really believe that you have nothing but good impressions and good things uh, in mind for the state of Arkansas. Well, and y- your support means a lot, Dave. I know you know you've been such uh, a prominent voice in conservative politics in Arkansas. I think you came on the air here in two thousand. Yep, is that right? That's right. So you've been you've been uh, you've been at it a lot longer than I have, but we have. Uh, I know we fought some battles b- together before, and um, you know I just feel very strongly that we need more conservative Republicans in the legislature, not less. You know, it's great that we have a supermajority of Republicans around the state, but you know, having an R beside your name is not the only thing that matters. That's right. Um, we need people who are committed to defending. Uh, and and being an outspoken voice for the conservative policies and principles and values that uh, that we stand for. I agree with that. David Ray, have a great Thanksgiving. Say hello to the rest of your family for me, and uh, I will talk to you again 
down the road a, a little a little ways. We'll get together All if right, not in December, at least January. Talk to you then. Okay, thanks so much, David Ray here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He he's a he's a formidable candidate. Number one, that he knows he knows what he stands for. Uh, coming up after the news, uh, Congressman French Hill will join us from D.C. Then we'll have a, a half hour to, to talk. Well, he's here. The congressman decided to make it to the studio. This is great. We'll talk to, we're going to talk to him after the news. Let's get to the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.